the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are fortunate to be alive at this moment in history. I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin of The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, in a few moments, we will talk with John Schlafly, the great John Schlafly. We'll get an update on his column. It's a little earlier in the week this week, which is good because his... um, his uh, uh, columns run late on Tuesday night. They post over townhall.com. Then they get bounced around uh, through the Internet uh, by lots of folks. And the cool thing is uh, they're doing well enough that they get attacked now. I, I was reading John and Andy Schlafly's column critiqued harshly by someone in Alton, Illinois, the hometown of John and Andy Schlafly and the late Phyllis Schlafly. So that's kind of fun. We'll talk with him about that. His column this week is about the uh, the uh, either vigilante or Good Samaritan up in New York City, the Marine that uh, stood up uh, for the people in that car and is now being charged in the crazy world. Uh, We'll see. All right. Uh, But what you need to know today, what you need to know today is this is just a moment to pause and to point out it's not just the narrative machine that delivers their narrative to us. Remember, I've taught you the narrative machine is when big government works with big tech and big media to sell us a bill of goods, right? To sell us a narrative and to shape what we believe. One of the best examples was the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, right? Another example is the January 6th, uh, quote unquote, insurrection. You have big government feeding big tech and big media and convincing, brainwashing half the country on what they are supposed to believe and confusing the rest. And it's diabolical. It's terrible. There's little examples, right? The fine people hoax, which is when the the the, the, the uh, big government, when I talk big government, I mean the the uh, the apparatus now, especially the Biden administration now, but even the Biden campaign feeds the message that Trump somehow called white supremacists and uh, nationalists fine people. He didn't. If you listen to the, if you watch the video, he doesn't say that. But big media and big tech play along. And half the country thinks Donald Trump was praising white supremacists. Total lie. Total fabrication. Power of the narrative machine. But the narrative machine can be used sort of in the negative way, too. And what do I mean by that? Well, here's an example. In the last 24 to 48 hours, two stories have been monstrously important. And if you go right now, you have to search to find them. And the reason you have to search to find them is they don't fit into what the narrative machine wants. And so they're ignored. 
They're silenced. They're pushed aside. What are the two stories? The Durham report, the Durham report. You can't find it on the websites. It's 24 hours. At the, well, let me see. It was released late Monday afternoon. So it's been out for a, a day and a half, not even. And you can't find it. You can't find analysis. You can't find anything. You just find uh, if you go to a CNN, if you if you can find it, it'll say, oh, there's nothing new there. Even Fox doesn't seem to be covering it very much. Why? I mean, it's it's as blatant an exposure of of the uh, swamp of the swamp royale of like the swamp in every single amazingly dastardly way. I mean, it really exposes the swamp. And so it's largely ignored. I mean, it's pushed away. You can't find it. You can't find serious discussion of it. it it's amazing. The second one is on Tuesday, there was oversight committee hearings and there were questions about January 6th. There was questions. There are questions about security in the Capitol ignored. I mean, now I'm talking literally, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm, I'm literally saying to you, I can't find that. I know because on social media, Twitter, for example, you can go and find members of that committee and you'll see that they were asking MTG, Gosar. But other than that, the narrative does not want to allow those questions that to come forward and therefore it's silenced. So in other words, think of it this way. I used to tell people when you go to the store and you go and you used to pay cash and the and the um and the and the person behind the counter the cashier would say you know it's it's nine dollars and forty six cents i used to say there are two types of people in my mind there are people that want to give you the change to make it you know to an even number and people that want to take the change one's passive and one's you know active trying to solve that right so i i'm i'm an active guy when i when someone says it's nine dollars and forty six cents at the very least i want to find uh, I want to find some change to get myself up to 50 cents. So I'm not getting 54 cents back. I, I mean, I get up to uh four cents, I get a, a, a penny. So I'm not getting pennies, right? I'm doing that kind of thing, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get away from lots of less coins is what I want. Sorry. I'm not explaining it well, but I, I, in this case, the narrative machine is sometimes active pushing a story and sometimes it's passive killing a story. And here's the real trick. Most of the time, most normal people don't know, do not know what the um, what the reality is of passive narrative machine. In other words, if you're if you're getting a passive narrative, if you're getting passive narrative machine treatment, you don't even know it because it's like the dog that didn't bark. How could you know it? Right. That's the problem. And now guys like me who spend my time thinking about this and looking at this, we can see it. You can see it because you listen here. But, you know, on one hand, we receive the active narrative machine creation, Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, in all the ways that we're kind of beaten on. It's delivered to our house, like the newspaper. We get it in social media. We get it in other ways, all that, all that stuff. But on the passive, we don't even know. We don't even know what we're missing. We do not know what we're missing. Think about that. Think about the power of not knowing what you're missing and think about who holds that power. And I got to tell you, it's infuriating. I, I have a list of questions in front of me. I'm going to ask John Schlafly because it's making me crazy. It's making me crazy. At this point, you know, our institutions are so dramatically diminished. They're so damaged. They're so limited. 
you know, the FBI in the Durham report, the FBI was just shown to be terrible, not just incompetent, but actually corrupt. And yet here we are. Our justice system in places like New York City, we'll talk with John Schlafly about his column, or in St. Louis, or in Washington, D.C. for January 6th, it's just broken. And so what do you do? It used to be, and I'll try to ask John about this, that we worried about foreign spies who were infiltrating our government and either leaking the facts of our government and to the advantage of our enemy, the Soviets, or we're just degrading our institutions. Now, I don't think it's foreigners. I mean, I do think the Chinese communists are screwing up our, our lives and our heads through Facebook, uh, through uh, TikTok. But I do not think that um, anyone, a lot of this is being done by people who are just truly ignorant, meaning dumb, idiots. That's 80% or 20% nasty evildoers. You know, and and I've heard the quote about uh, George Carlin, the comedian. He said, you know, a, a conspiracy doesn't require a, a conference call or a meeting if everybody knows what they're supposed to do. And in this case, right now in this country, it's to damage our institutions, destroy us, divide us, make us make everything about race and and sexism and and uh, and hate Trump. It's a terrible it's a tough spot to be in. We're in a tough spot in terms of what the narrative machine is doing to us, and then what, therefore, we're doing to each other, doing to ourselves, and doing to um, the uh, uh, the communities around us. It's um, it is really it's really uh, a crazy thing. So uh, watch that. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got a lot more. John Schlafly, uh, a, a long conversation. I cleared two blocks with John so I could visit with him. And uh, we'll talk about his column and a whole lot more, including the Durham report. Uh, don't forget, please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and uh, and sign up there for the daily email. It goes out 8 a.m. East Coast time, 5 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, every morning, uh, Monday through Friday, you get an update on things. You get a couple key links. You get what you need to know. And you just got that right now, too. So we will uh, take a break and be right back. Don't forget, ProAmericaReport.com. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a minute. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to catch up. Now we're catching up this week with John Schlafly in a more timely manner. It seems like the last few, maybe last month or so, we've been catching up with John later in the week after his column is out there, uh, out in the uh, uh, in the internets, uh, being reviewed and picked apart by people. So this week's Phyllis Schlafly Report with John and Andy Schlafly, the leftist war on self-defense Timely, because um, we now have seen this Marine, the former Marine up in New York, charged with manslaughter. This is on the heels of uh, the over these last years, the the number of times, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, charged and went to trial. And uh, well, it just seems like there's a lot of lawfare. So first of all, welcome back, John Schlafly. How are you today? Thank you, Ed. Uh, Nice to talk to you. Well, I don't know. Did we talk last week after the um, Trump town hall? I think maybe we did, actually. I was just going to ask you about your reaction to the Trump town hall and, and all the aftermath. I, I, I find it hard to believe that the um, people are seriously thinking it's anything other than Trump's primary at this point. I don't know. Do you feel like that's settling out or is that, I know the media wants a fight, right? So they want uh, they want um, a primary and they want a battle, but it doesn't feel like there's one brewing. Well, the media certainly is consumed with uh, regret about how Trump was able to wipe the floor with the CNN town hall. 
and 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 all the other Republicans are too. They're just beside themselves because this man who dominates stage dominates whatever it is. He's the dom- He's the big dog, and right. that's just reality. <laughs> Yeah. And I think a lot of people think it's about time we had somebody like that in the White House, which we mm-hmm. obviously don't have now, well, even that's... if you don't agree with him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a master of basically, you know, first of all, standing up for our country and uh, not allowing the ankle biters like the oh. CNN uh, info babe, as Rush used to call people like that, to uh, basically, <laughs> right. you know, constantly bellyache and correct him. Uh, you know, he was like, it, sort of like, I mean, some of your older listeners, Ed, may remember how Sam Donaldson would lie in wait for President Reagan. Right, right, right. And, yeah. uh, and try to trip him up. And that's kind of the same thing. And And Reagan had a knack for responding with humor. Uh, now Trump's manner is different, but it's just as effective. Well, uh, certainly, it's certainly uh, even Peggy Noonan. If you, uh, you and I exchanged her column, you know, she basically acknowledged that uh, that you know uh, she, they, he, she tried to say CNN brought Trump back. What I what she means to say is CNN reminded, let us see who Trump was and how he did that all throughout 2015 and 16. Um, you know, he had enough. Uh, they gave him enough uh, uh, airtime that he could show, you know, show his stuff, strut his stuff. Um, John, uh, again, before we get to the column, and I want to get to that on uh, the leftists, um, especially the prosecutors targeting self-defense and all and what's happening across the country, which makes me think, you know, basically the message to America should be if you're in a blue, if you're in a blue state or a blue city, you know, don't bother helping your neighbor. Uh, don't don't be a good Samaritan there because you're going to be uh, in jail. But before that, John, uh, the Durham report, uh, years and years later, we get the Durham report. I, I know I'm way over summarizing, but the Durham, Durham report basically says everything you thought is true. The they the FBI lied about the the background. Steele lied about Trump. Uh, the Clintons were lying about, or Hillary was lying about who was um, working with the Russians or foreigners. She was. Everything was a lie. Mark Elias was lying. Well, you know, everyone was lying. Everyone was at fault. Uh, everyone was doing this for three years. The the Trump administration was tied up in knots, and yet. When it's over, John, uh, I don't know, is the is the Durham report worth the paper it's printed on? Because no one's going to be indicted. No one's going to be arrested. No one's even going to be sued. And I'm looking at the front page of every major uh, website, including FoxNews.com, and they're not covering this. Am I just losing my mind or, or what's happening here? Well, and the New York Times website had the nerve to say there was nothing new, really new in the Durham report. Well, you know, there's nothing new if you've been a faithful listener of conservative media, but uh, it's certainly new if you're listening to the other channels, which uh, for years propounded this Russia story as if it were legitimate. It's not legitimate. It never was legitimate. And But so much time has gone by. <clears throat> and if people like the top people at the FBI, like, uh, well, you know, Abe and uh, uh, Peter Strzok, and what are some of those other names? If they do not pay a price, and if the, the you know, as Senator Josh Hawley says, I mean, the FBI is beyond reform at this point. We've got to have a complete overhaul and house cleaning. 
maybe even break it up into multiple entities. That's just a disgrace what happened. And Trump was proved right, and all of his critics were proved wrong. Uh, we're talking with John Schlafly. How many, how many times can we say that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and but in this case, it's kind of like, you know, I saw someone say uh, he gets to run again and do two terms because he lost the whole term. You know, m- more than half of his term was was consumed by uh, the Mueller uh, investigation and the media. And I go back to this, John, for a second. Here's another example. Uh, all day Tuesday, I think it started at 10 in the morning. There was oversight committee hearings where the related January 6th questions were asked. There was questions of the Capitol Police. You had uh, MTG asking questions, real seriously, not a whiff of coverage. Again, go to Politico.com, nothing. Go to CNN, nothing. I mean, you know, at a certain point, the um, the reality is there's a news blackout. And, I, and if, you know, the, half the country, no, more than that, two-thirds of the country will never hear and certainly never know what it's about, but they'll never hear about the Durham report. So the Durham report, oversight, whatever else, you know, and then instead we get breathless coverage of a lawsuit by a disgruntled former paramour, not a former employee, a former paramour of a Rudy Giuliani. Now, I know enough to know when you're getting sued by somebody that used to date, it's going to be a little more complicated than getting sued by somebody you used to work with, and especially if it overlaps. But that's the breathless coverage of the media and and all this nonsense that's alleged in a plaintiff's lawsuit against someone which is designed to, you know, shock and titillate, especially a public figure, to try to get people on your side. That's what they're covering. And, you know, again, I, I don't know how um, I don't know how you beat that. Well, and another ridiculous lawsuit that was just filed a couple of days ago was by Nina Jankowitz, the idiot. Who was appointed to run the disinformation governance board. And she has a lawsuit against Fox News complaining that she was you know, held up to ridicule on the Fox News channel. Can you beat that? And she demands, you know, she's trying to get the same multi-million dollar payday that Dominion Voting Systems got from Fox, which I believe Fox made a terrible mistake by agreeing to that settlement. And it only invites more when you do that. You just can't concede you can't compromise you can't i mean uh i mean trump understands that and uh so but i don't know which of these many things will break through whether it's uh biden hiding classified documents in chinatown whereas he said on <laughs> cnn right. you know he said you know they speak chinese in chinatown <laughs> and uh, uh I and, know. And, and, and the caitlin whatever her name was tried to say oh it wasn't in chinatown you're making that up and he corrected no trump insisted and it's true the doc it was some of those classified documents were stored by biden in chinatown i mm. mean And here China is paying the University of Pennsylvania to set up the Penn Biden Center. I think millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh, no, Uh, no, no, no. no. Look, he's a brilliant. He's brilliant. He's brilliant at that uh, stuff that drives towards the truth and makes you talk and think. And and as you say, he's right. I mean, you know, when they get him wrong on a detail, um, you know, I think they probably when they qualified the fact check on that, someone said not all of the documents are in Chinatown. Some are in other locations. Well, his point was there. there, There's some there. But all right, John, let's move over to the exchange when Trump was president. And one of the reporters said, why do you call COVID the China virus? Right. And Trump's answer was 
because it came from China. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's right. It's, it is. Um, and, and the beauty of it, too, just to put a final uh, exclamation point on it is we end up uh, talking about his point, even if they're trying to dispute it. Oh, by the way, John, let me point out uh, the Schlafly Report. Uh, John and Andy Schlafly uh, Weekly do a weekly uh, column. The Phyllis Schlafly Report runs all over the, the world and uh, uh, townhall.com. But uh, there's uh, letters to the editor in your hometown paper, the Alton newspaper, uh, calling you names and claiming you and your brother uh, being delusional, which is outstanding. Uh, there's nothing there's nothing better than being complained about, especially in your hometown paper. So I don't know if that guy has any standing if he's your high school classmate or you know you grew up and played uh, stickball with him but he was complaining i thought that was excellent so uh let's go back to the now to the schlafly report this week week's column um john seriously i don't think you can go to blue states or blue cities anymore and if you do you better not just you know it used to be a joke like don't take your gun to washington dc because they have strict laws you'll get in trouble that's not even close now i mean don't don't even take yourself to washington dc it's too dangerous if you if you do something wrong you're going to be targeted i mean that's what's happened in new york city to this poor uh, former marine right well as as you know if you've been I'm sure many of your listeners have been to New York, have ridden the subway, and you know how people behave there. Typically, they, you know, they they keep their eyes down. They don't make eye contact. They try to avoid the uh, disorder that goes on around them, and uh, that's the normal thing. And but here we have a first of all a young, fit former Marine who saw disorder, a disorderly conduct and people at risk, people in danger, and he stood up and did something about it. And um, so, I don't know, maybe if some of your elderly listeners uh, Ed, may recall a very notorious incident that happened when I was a child. It was in the 1950s when uh, a girl named Kitty Genovese was murdered in a housing complex, and all the neighbors never did anything or said anything. Oh, right. That's right. Oh, this is, yeah, yeah. And and Uh, that was a horrific uh, example of the typical New Yorker. And people saw that was the New York culture that, and people talked about that for many, many years. So here is a, uh, a young man who didn't believe in that, who believed that, you know, someone should do something. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Humphrey Bogart character in that classic movie, The Maltese Falcon, who said, you know, I believe that when my partner was killed, I ought to do something about it. <laughs> so he did something about it, and that was what drove that movie. And and uh, so, yeah, self-defense, uh, you know, this is a classic case, I believe. Of course, it's, and, and, you know, the the guy should not there should be no charges, and maybe a grand jury will end up not issuing an indictment. But at the present time, he's been charged without a grand jury by the same uh, district attorney who charged Trump. Yeah. Um, John, uh, John, 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 let me stop you here. Um, first of all, I had forgotten the Kitty Genovese story. It's a very it's a very important story. I mean, it's a very important historical marker. They talk a lot about it and now al- analyzing because to describe it better, it was it was long enough ago that it was in New York City in one of these um, tenements, the wrong way, I uh, think, but a large apartment building where it, it would have been by by necessity, practicality, people would have heard something and they did nothing. And it was a sort of 
like psychology of, well, I'm not going to be the one interrupts. And then the multi-sagan, but you, you skipped another one. Uh, Bernie Getz in the eighties, of course, you talk about the, the crime went so wild in New York. He was standing on there and the, the kids looked at him the wrong way and he thought they were going to mug him and he shot him. And I think he was acquitted if I recall correctly. So, but uh, John, you should have included that one, by the way, the Kitty Genovese in the, uh, in the column. Um, we should point out Daniel Penny, the 24 year old uh, former Marine. Um, he, he has a, a legal defense fund has raised a fortune, a couple of million dollars. So he's going to have good lawyers and he's going to fight back. But as you point out, John, uh, he did what I think most people would say was the right thing. And um, he's being punished. Now, John, back to my question. Isn't it really? And I think this is the thrust of your column. We're talking with John Schlafly about his column, the Phyllis Schlafly report. Uh, this week's column is called the leftist war on self-defense. Um, isn't this really what they they well, is it what they want that there's not self-defense and fighting back? Or is it more accurate to say they're just targeting the white guy? Well, I think it's both of those. We've had some, you know, you know the, the, the war on self-defense is part of the war on uh, the right to keep and bear arms. Because, uh, and by the way, the you know, just to remind everyone, the the Heller decision, which was so pivotal by Justice Scalia, you know, the point that's made in that Supreme Court case is the foundation now of the Second Amendment law, is that right of individual self-defense is protected by the Second Amendment. And uh, prior to that time, people didn't really accept that. That, you know, uh, but any case... Self-defense is a natural human right that we all have, and we can't, you know, the idea that uh, we have to go go out uh, in, a, in a disorderly, dangerous city defenseless uh, and hope that there's a policeman uh, right there when we need him, even though, you know, in major cities, they can't, they can't keep enough policemen. You know, there, there's, there are more more vacant positions than there are policemen in many of these cities. So we, this is dystopia. It's what it amounts to. And then you talk about riding the subway. If you've ridden the subway, you're inside what amounts to a capsule and you're hurtling through the ground at 60 miles an hour. And uh, there's no policeman there. It's just you and a handful of other people in that steel capsule. And it's just you and them. And what if one of them turns on you? What do you do? And, uh, you know, it's an inherently risky situation, which is why, you know, a lot of women simply won't go down there anymore. Uh, John, um, what uh, back to my uh, assessment, what ha- what happens when you're living in a country where if your name is Trump, you're targeted if you're a white ex-Marine who uh, does something to an African-American, you're targeted. I mean, isn't the natural uh, course of events that you don't go to these places? You don't go to New York. You don't go to um, you don't go on the subways. I mean, you said it about the women. But I mean, you know, if you're Donald Trump, you're being charged. You're being sued and convicted, you know, by the same jury that votes to say that the woman who is suing you lied 
in this case about rape. That's what they'd said. They said, we don't believe her when she says she was raped. And then in the next instance, they 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 hit him with a a, a penalty of five million dollars saying he defamed her. How do you defame someone? How does a defendant, unless his name is Trump, defame someone when he agrees with the jury? He actually agreed with the jury's assessment. He said that he said uh, what the jury said, which is she's lying and he's going to be, well, you know, I think, I, th- I think Trump ought to turn around and sue E. Jean Carroll for defaming Trump. Uh, right. Now, of course, he cannot. Uh, you know what she said in her lawsuit is privileged, but she said that other places. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if the statute of limitations has gone by, you know, that. And the other thing they, you know, New York passed a special law suspending the statute of limitations just to bring that lawsuit against Trump. And that was another outrageous thing. And uh, so, yeah, why did and of course, Trump has Trump, as we all know, has moved out of New York. He's moved to Florida. And yet he had to he had to respond to that lawsuit anyway. So we can't all escape the blue states. And even though millions of people in the last few years have moved from blue states to red states, but there's still a lot of good people who live there and for various reasons can't escape. And it's all part of America. So we can't write off these places. Uh, uh, We are all part of the United States and we have to do what we can to, uh, you know, in protect the 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 rights of all Americans to travel to all parts of the United States safely <clears throat> and uh, not be hit by outrageous lawsuits. Uh, John, last uh, sort of line of questions or uh, ask your comment. Um, you know, your late mother, the Phyllis Schlafly, we're talking with John Schlafly right now. His column runs over at uh, townhall.com and is archived at phyllisschlafly.com. Um, for for a, a big chunk of her career, uh, 30 plus years, she was speaking about the, the threat of Soviet communism. And, and then later, so I suppose, talked about this, the, the Chinese communists. But one of the things that she would talk about was um the Soviet communist infiltration of American institutions. And, you know, we have more and more evidence after the Soviet Union fell. It's come out over the decades since then of, you know, there was regular and uh, and complete infiltration of uh, the American institutions at this point. You know, when you look at the institutions in America, used to be people would say, we've got to get control of the State Department. It's got communists all over it. You know, it's got we got control of the this department. We have broken institutions in the FBI and and, in the intelligence community and and in the national security. I mean, it's almost beyond um, any one. It's it's, it's everywhere. How how do you what's the path forward on this? Um, Well, of course, Ed, a lot of damage has been done and we can't but we can't as long as we have life and breath, we can't give up. We have to uh, keep plowing ahead and. we will. There are have to work on political reform and legal reform, and uh, events will happen which will create an opportunity to make some progress. And we all just have to believe that and act on opportunities that that show themselves. So uh, we're coming up on another election, right. and uh, <clears throat> you know we can't you know simply surrender and give up and 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 yield our country to the bad guys. Yeah. This is our country, and we have to make the best of it. 
Well, and, and I hate to do it to you again, but like McLaughlin used to say, wrong. No, you actually, you're right on that. At the, at the end of that, I think was what I think is you have to get, it may feel like it's all against us. You have to get ready. You have to stay strong. And then the opportunity will present itself. I mean, I, we, we think it'll be an election. You know, it, it could be, um, it could be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a campaign. It could be a, an election itself. It could be, I don't know, other aspects of, of, uh, what's going on in the culture, but all right, John Schlafly, thank you as always. John Schlafly, his column is over at townhall.com. You can uh, look at it there. It uh, posts uh, late on Tuesday nights and then is also available at phyllisschlafly.com where it's archived. All of his columns are there. Uh, you should check all that out again, phyllisschlafly.com as well as over at townhall.com. And uh, I will make sure to link to his column uh, and uh, this conversation. We will take a break and be right back. Don't forget, visit proamericareport.com, proamericareport.com. Sign up for the daily email and you will get links to uh, these segments and other segments and follow along. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report, back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. America is still fighting to keep drugs from pouring over our southern border. But the drugs we face today are not like the drugs that Nancy Reagan said to just say no to. Now the hot topic is fentanyl, a drug so powerful that just two grams is deadly. This is less than half of a teaspoon. The ingredients for the powerful drug come from China to Central America, where the drug is then manufactured and brought across our national borders. Texas is on the front lines of this drug war, and they are doing something about it. In just the last year alone, Texas law enforcement has seized over 353 million doses of fentanyl. That's enough to kill every man, woman, and child in our nation. Everyone knows that we have a problem, but only one side of the political spectrum seems to be willing to do anything about it. A Texas bill would make a fentanyl dealer liable for a murder charge if their wares cause a death. As Texas Governor Greg Abbott succinctly put it, You kill Texans with fentanyl, you get charged with murder. While I applaud Texas for this courageous action, there is still more that must be done. If you've got a sink that is overflowing with water, the first thing you do is turn off the faucet. Likewise, our nation is overflowing with illegal drugs. The first thing we need to do is stop more drugs from pouring in. The reason why conservatives can't get the left on board with this sound logic is because it goes directly against one of the left's sacred cows, illegal immigration. Any of the pleas for compassion regarding illegal immigration fall on deaf ears of the families who have seen death at the hands of a fentanyl-pushing drug mule. If we want to be compassionate as a nation, we must seal off our southern border to stop the flow of fentanyl and other dangerous drugs onto our streets. The CDC estimates that 50,000 Americans lost their lives to fentanyl between July 2021 and July 2022, and that estimate may be low. How many more will have to die before we take action? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the latest on building the wall to protect our southern border? To the liberal media, it's a joke, but the crisis of illegal aliens is no laughing matter. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're asking serious questions regarding what to build, who's paying for it, and how best to deploy our military. Go to phyllisschlafly.com and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. This segment is the final segment of the program here, but I'm going to I'm going to give it a title so that when we look back at this, you can say, ah, that man, that Ed Martin, he knows something or other. Here's the segment, the title. And that is this. The Ukraine-Russia war is a lie. Okay, it's a lie. And here's how it's a lie. The news is out now. It's clear. It's come out from Europe that Russia's selling its oil and natural gas, I think, but certainly its oil to India. India is refining it and selling it to Europe. Everybody knows it. So whatever the heck they're talking about in Europe, about how they're in a war with Russia and how it's a really big deal and it's a war, they're lying. You see that? They're lying. You know why? Because Germany doesn't want to be without gas and oil. And so they don't care. If you were at a war, in a war with Russia, if it truly were a Russian war and not a a, a nonsense BS game, I don't know, a money grab for um, the military industrial complex, a a power grab for uh, the NATO and the EU to look like they're important. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't care. It's just a lie. So the news was announced. It's very clear that Russia is not broke. Russia is not unable to sell its oil and natural gas, I believe. And they're doing it to India. And India is refining it and selling it to Europe. You see that? You get that? You understand? It's not China doing it. It's not some nefarious, uh, you know, across the, uh, you know, kind of uh, planes in the Russian steppes and that, you know, the Trans-Siberian Railway and you're all the way. No, no, pretty simple. Russia selling to India. India, go ahead and taking it and doing what? Refining it and selling it to Europe. What a joke. What an absolute abject joke. What a bunch of fools. What a bunch of people that are just so foolish that it just makes your head spin. And here we are. And we're told we should send more money. And you know what someone said the other day, which is a great line. We're getting close to the point where whatever this war is, it's a stalemate. Nobody's winning. Nobody's losing. Nobody's gaining. Nobody's blah, blah, blah. And as Obama said, we don't have any real interest in the region, blah, blah, blah. The only thing we have is Biden trying to cover up whatever deals his son did. But you know what's going to happen when it's done? You know, they're going to have to rebuild the Ukraine. And it's going to cost tens of billions of dollars. And you know who's going to pay? We're going to pay. The American people are going to pay. The Europeans aren't going to pay. The Germans aren't going to step up. And we're going to pay. And it will be a grift like the grifties haven't grifted before. It is just stunning to me how regularly we get lied to, how often we get lied to as a country, as a people. And we know it. We see it. We feel it. We own it. And it still happens. So the Ukraine war is a lie. I mean, Look, as some, I don't know who said it. Was it Trump that said it? Uh, somebody said, there's a lot of people dying. I don't mean to minimize that. It's this her- terrible thing. The dying needs to stop. The destruction of villages and towns and cities needs to stop. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not putting tr- Putin up for the Nobel Peace Prize. I am saying we're being lied to. And when you tell me in 15 years that Zelensky's net worth is $2 billion, 
I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised when it's clear that he was in on it, that all this time, again, I'm not, I'm not really complaining even. I, I'm the guy that spent a year in Indonesia, a year of my life doing research on how they were doing water supply improvements. And what everybody told me was, look, at the way this thing works is when you're one of the top governors, the governor in Indonesia is usually a retired military guy who becomes the governor of a, of a state, Sumatra, North Sumatra, Java. When you get to that point, you take a cut. That's their culture. It doesn't make it any less or more corrupt. It's that culture. I mean, it's kind of what's done. It's not written in the law. It's written in the custom. And it's not very American. We don't like it. So I'm not naive about Zelensky getting rich. But I think that the media tries to be naive about what they tell us or they think we'll be naive. So we're being lied to. We're being lied to again, over and over and over. You could tell maybe today it really annoys me. All right. Who doesn't lie to you? I don't lie to you. Noah Dingley, our great producer, doesn't lie to you. Ryan Height, associate producer, doesn't lie to you. Lie to you. Thank you to both those guys for everything. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll try to calm down a little bit. And uh, you're listening here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.